Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, guys, so let's flip the sides here. Um, This is going to be interesting, right? Because I think that we have to just come to terms what this offense is without Lamar Jackson, which is not very good. I mean, um, and, and I don't like to even put all of this on a guy like Tyler Huntley. And I say that because, you know, in backup roles, if you have high level talent behind you, you can at least try to have a more formidable offense out there. Um, But the personnel, particularly from the wide receiver position, um, it it just really feels like Huntley is just in a no-win situation. Sure, they have a run game when they decide to consistently do that, which I can say they've been able to do the last couple of weeks. Sure, they have Mark Andrews. But then outside of that, there's no real threat on this offense and then that includes Huntley because you know he is a backup and so Ken I'm interested in your thoughts on what you can is is there anything that fans could get behind from a positive perspective in terms of what the Ravens could do this Sunday against the Bengals okay I have to approach that from the negative side even though you asked me for a positive (laughs) but I'm going to I'm going to start there um, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers show the Ravens a new wrinkle this last week that I, I am really seriously concerned is a blueprint. I, I, I don't know if, why you need a blueprint to beat Tyler Huntley or to beat the Ravens offense even right now as it's currently constituted. But the Ravens, the, the Steelers basically said, I dare you to pass. And they, came, they mm-hmm. came to the line of scrimmage from the very first play in a jumbo formation. Now, I want to explain what that means. Four down linemen, two outside linebackers, two inside linebackers. So it's an eight-man front, not a seven-man front, and only three defensive backs. Um, that that formation is typically only used in goal line situations. Teams don't even like to use it on third and one and fourth and one all the time because if they do, they get caught with their pants down on the next play, having too heavy a defense on the field if the other team converts, say, at midfield. So it's, it's, it's thought to be an incredibly risky, you know, all-in kind of showdown pot uh, defense that you played. And the Steelers just went to it the very first play of the game. They said, we don't think you can pass on us at all. Go ahead and try. And that's, that's where, you know, as bad as, you know, as, as many things as you can point to about this Ravens offense, the limiting factor is Tyler Huntley, because they, they, if, if they say we don't trust, we think you can't get the ball out of your hands quickly enough. We don't think you can execute play action at all. You know, your tight end advantage is not even going to play against us, despite the fact that we got two run defenders in an inside linebacker instead of our better coverage inside linebackers. 
when when the Steelers said that, they basically opened the door for any other team to do exactly that. And I think that the the Bengals are um, a team that might try to 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 do that as well. They might feel like they don't have to, and they and they'd probably be correct, but they might really try and and do that as well. So I, I'm con- I'm concerned from that starting point. Yeah, Cordell and I talked about this um, on our follow up in terms of when we recapped the game on Sunday night, and one of the things that we acknowledged was the fact that Tyler Huntley just felt like he was escaping the pocket way too soon. It just felt like, you know, he, the pressure was, it didn't seem like the pressure was there, but for whatever reason he felt it and that, you know, he escaped. And I I used the last play of the game as an example of that. I really felt like that rollout was unnecessary at that moment. It didn't seem like that there was a need for it. And yet he, I guess he felt some type of pressure and he got out of the pocket and made the decision that he made. And so I, that's a big concern for me because I agree with you. It's, it is Tyler Huntley, regardless of what they're doing uh, from a personnel perspective. You know, you have Mark Andrews who had a very good day against the Steelers. If I'm the Ravens, I'm attacking that all day because you're challenging me to to throw. But right. I, I really feel like, like you said, a lot of that had to do with Huntley and not necessarily the game plan. Okay, so they, they did get the ball to Andrews, and that was it was a it was a definitely a big positive out of this was to was to get the ball to him. It was nine out of nine balls he caught, which is which is really a big difference because that's like he normally has a lot of contested catches, which really limit his catch rate. But it, but they didn't do it with any other receivers, which is a problem. So there right. wasn't Isaiah likely didn't have a big game. He's he should have eaten alive a Steelers yes. defense that was trying to do that. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson should have had an opportunity to either stretch the field and and amoebaize the defense in a way that the Steelers would not have liked, or to make some big plays himself, which we've seen this year. So, uh, I'm, you know, that 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 part of it was depressing in terms of the pocket presence of Huntley. It's one of the big problems. Um, it's not the only one, but it's at the point where I'm. I'm basically. I think the Ravens need to move on in terms of backup quarterback. I agree. Um, is is because of the the, the pocket presence last year. Uh, Roman's answer to it was to get the ball out of Huntley's hands very quickly, and it turned Hollywood Brown into a five yard receiver, which is which really not what you want out of him. But it really, as much as you know, Jackson is a force multiplier in terms of making everybody else on the field better. Um, Huntley really reduced what they had in terms of Hollywood to uh, to provide value. So it, it, the other element of pocket presence that you mentioned, leaving the pocket too early, um, Lamar is very natural there. He keeps his eyes down the field very well. He reacquires the field well when he's not turning his back. Um, but but he also takes a bump very well. So Ronnie Stanley is a natural mirror at left tackle who gives ground in order to maintain that mirror. It's an important distinction there because you always want your left tackle to hold up as, as well as possible, give the largest pocket. But as you have to make that compromise, Stanley does a good job of keeping the defender's hand off of the quarterback. And Lamar takes a bump from the backside and and has those eyes in the back of his head to move naturally out of the pocket. Huntley's very uncomfortable um, in that situation. And it, it, it distracts him tremendously. And he, he takes his eyes off the field and, Collinsworth calls him a one-read quarterback. I think that's probably an extreme definition of the thing, but I think he has to he has to roll to really go to a second read. Yeah, I, I think everything that's being said is spot on. I think kind of like what we've been saying all year about this offense is kind of still the same case is that it's a lot of factors in this. And I agree, Tyler Huntley is clearly, 
you know, a, a big part as to why they aren't they weren't able to exploit that Steelers defense the way that they should have. He is extremely limited in the past game. I think we saw that throughout throughout that Pittsburgh game as and and he was as best as I've seen him all year at throwing the ball to Mark Andrews. He and Mark Andrews had that connection Sunday night that we saw them have down the stretch last year that helped Mark Andrews get to an to the to, to be an all pro last year. Uh, like you said, can nine uh, to catch all nine of his targets get to a hundred yards. We've seen Mark Andrews look kind of pedestrian down the stretch of this season. That was one of the best games I had seen from him. I mean, I saw Mark beating double teams. I saw him, you know, clearing guys across the field and Tyler Huntley making some on point throws right on the sideline down the field, but only to Mark Andrews. It was, it's definitely disappointing that he wasn't able to have that connection with anybody else. I still think a part of it when I, I think it's a combination of everything as far as this past game. I, I watch it, being able to look at it from the press box, you get to see a nice view a couple of times. They tried to have Deshaun Jackson kind of spread the field, so to speak, or stress the defense. Uh, and it was times where I saw Deshaun Jackson running deep post or something, and there's like three guys running with him. I'm like, okay, somebody's got to be open. But what kills me is that the, the Ravens run a lot of pass plays that have three options in them at times. And those other two guys are running. Uh, it may be a guy at a flat or somebody does a, a, a deep end or something like that, but nobody's getting any true separation. Like you can, I thought that that, that Sunday night would have been a perfect opportunity for Isaiah likely to really kind of go off and possibly cement himself as being potentially a, a set at, at worst, a, I mean, at best, a second uh, security blanket for the quarterback right now. I, I think in a t for a team that clearly has a problem at the wide receiver position, for as much stock as they put into their tight ends, they're not getting the production from the tight ends either. And I, I think Isaiah likely should have really been used a lot throughout this season considering their problems on the outside. But it hasn't been the case. Um, like I said, that, that last play of the game really – tells tells it all I mean Tyler Huntley just flat out doesn't have the arm talent to be able to make some of the throws that you expect your your quarterback to make in this league um I saw what he saw but obviously he wasn't able to get the ball to Demarcus Robinson and it ends up and in a game this week I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati does the same thing that Pittsburgh did but also like you said Ken I mean they really don't have to I, they, they don't have to commit that much to the run game this Ravens offense has shown that they can go out there and have a dominant day on the ground and still not have any type of production on the offensive side of the ball obviously you don't want to get ran on for 200 plus yards or anything like that but this is still a team that can kind of get in their own way they'll go away from the run game they'll uh, have moments to where they still can't score in the red zone this is a, a offense that has a lot of problems. I'm I'm really worried that, and I know we talked about the defense before, but I'm of the mindset that offense and defense they go very much hand in hand. This defense, as good as it's been, I, I'm worried that it's getting stressed out down the stretch of the season <laughs> because the offense is really giving them nothing. Yeah, I, I mean that's certainly true from this last game. For from from Q three nine thirty one until through Huntley's interception, both teams had the ball four times, and the Ravens were out snapped forty one to fifteen during that time. 
the, the biggest thing about tiring a defense isn't necessarily even total number of snaps, although that's important. It's not time of possession at all, so put that away. It's, it is snaps, but it's consecutive snaps that mm-hmm. certain players have to play. So it's, it's at a, particularly at the rotational positions on the defensive line and at edge rusher, you don't want to have guys on the field for a lot of consecutive plays. Short passing attacks and running attacks both stress the hell out of that. And uh, and that really eventually is what broke the Ravens down in the in the uh, in the final minute and a half of that football game that caused them to lose passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I do wonder though, Ken, and 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 tell me if I'm tripping here, because sometimes I do. <laughs> um, if what is the issue with with playing a little bit more up tempo and not allowing the Steelers to substitute in in situations where you you need a spark there? And so you know, if you're not able to really move the ball, and you mentioned the snaps moving down the stretch. It, it would would playing uh, up tempo or no huddle hurt or help in that situation? I feel like it would help because it doesn't allow them to get fresh bodies in. But for whatever reason, the Ravens just don't seem to like to do it unless they absolutely have to. Right. I, I, I you're you're absolutely right about they don't go to no huddle very often, just out of, out of course. Um, and and in the in recent weeks, they've been trying to shorten football games. So, you know, and, and at times it's been the other team like Atlanta and Pittsburgh has been willing to do it, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they end up with both teams win a short in a football game. You end up running the ball a lot. The, the no huddle really only helps you if you're if you're mixing up run and pass to a pretty good degree or passing all the time. One of those two. So you can if the other team can have no answer for it, if if it completely um, exhausts their pass rush with the same personnel on the field. Uh, it's less useful against the run, and what the Steelers, you know, their their uh, jumbo fronts they were showing, those guys aren't getting tired from rushing the passer when you're running the ball against them, and you got to you got to prove you can pass it. They already are daring you in, in, as to whether or not you can pass it. It would be the appropriate thing try and keep their personnel on the field, pass the ball four straight times. Of course, people would be calling for Roman's head because they don't really understand what the what Pittsburgh was doing to them. Right, but they, exactly. But it would have been the it would have been the right call is to is to go no huddle with the pass only against that front and say, look, you dared us to pass, we're passing on you, and we're not only that, we're going to do it, we're going to play fast to do it. And the thing Particularly is, in the fourth it's... quarter, right? Like where I'm sorry, Cordell, but like in the fourth oh, quarter, right? Where, where okay, like you said, after the after towards the end of the third quarter, I mean, you weren't getting anything. You you literally, uh, you know, washed away a, a big return. And and went mm-hmm. backwards. So I, after that, I think I'm a little desperate here because clearly I can't run the football. 
Well, you're, they still had the lead at that point, which was part of the problem. And you know, there's there's a couple mm. things that are old football axioms that come to play. The, the balance of strategies favor the trailing team. Okay, so the trailing team always has the advantage of of being able to gamble to try and get back in the game. And and the the leading yeah. team needs to do more gambling to understand yes. to, to counteract that. And yet that means offensively for sure they got to they got to run no huddle. Also means defensively. You have the lead, you need to take chances still to get a team off the field. And it takes more chances to get a team off the field when they're able to play four down football. You have to blitz, you have to generate penalties on the on the offense, you have to generate sacks. Yeah, uh, multiple incompletions with today's completion percentages are the absolute most difficult way to get an opposing offense off the field. So you're, you're just you're playing with one, defense with one hand behind, behind your back if you want really try and gamble um, when you're in that position. But it, it depends also gambling on offense, which is what we're talking about, Rita, would have been really appropriate in that situation, given, uh, you know, where, where the Ravens were in the game. And. And I would say it's, it's tough considering, you know, I, I'm all for them going more up, up tempo as well, um, especially considering it'll kind of save them from having to huddle up and break the huddle with under 10 seconds left on, on the play clock. But also, I think it's, it's also runs the risk because this has been a team that throughout maybe outside of the first drive of the game or, you know, one of the late drives, they've struggled to sustain drives. You know, they only had two first downs in the second half uh, of that, of that Pittsburgh game. So they go no huddle and they go out there, they, they run a three and out they're off the field in about a minute and a half with nothing to show for. That's the only thing that concerns me about this offense that's struggling as bad as they are. I don't know if they can sustain enough, uh, enough of a drive, to eat up the amount of clock that they would need to be able to keep themselves in the game. I would also say that this, this team is, even though they're going out there and faced as many heavy packages as they did against Pittsburgh, it was a lot of times that the Ravens were coming out there with one receiver on, on the field with, with really no threat of the pass game. It, it's, it was really mind blowing. I mean, that's a really good point, Cordell, because the, the the Steelers responded. And I, this, a lot of people don't know this still about the NFL, but the defense gets to put their personnel on the field second. Mm-hmm. The offense has to put their personnel on. If they make changes, the defense is allowed to respond. And you'll often see the referee or the, the umpire stand over the football and basically stop play while the defense is allowed to substitute. And, you know, you put 22 personnel on the field. First of all, there's somebody with a sign on the Pittsburgh sideline holding it up saying 22 or whatever. They're they're. You know, animal or other thing for it is and then they go to the to, to the defense that's appropriate to 22 which allowed them to put in a, a jumbo front and saw that an awful lot from the from the, from the Steelers if you if you go to the participation by play website over at NFL faster which is a great resource by the way you can see that the 28 times they lined up in this uh uh you know what is essentially a 4-4-3 defense it's it's the Steelers it's, it's the Ravens showing them 22 personnel that allowed them to then do it so it's it it is on the Ravens that they they had the ability to dictate something else out of the Steelers but they have to put three wide receivers on the field while the Steelers have to do what every other team does and put three cornerbacks on the field yeah I mean I I thought that they helped them out you know mm-hmm. they, they they really helped them out and uh, because, like you said, the Steelers dared them to throw it, and the Ravens were like, "We don't want to. We don't want to throw the football. We're gonna, we're gonna just continue to try to run into this wall." And well, that's I, what the fans asked for, isn't it? 
Well, <laughs> I, I, see, and, and that's weeks. I said this the other day on the podcast, Rita. We have to be specific with our request because it's it's like back when we were like, all right, are you going to play James Prochet or not? Okay, so we're going to put James Prochet on the field, but we're only going to put him on the field to run these wide receiver passes or we're going to put him on the field for three plays in a game, but we're going to make two of those plays, make sure that he's targeted on fourth down on two of the three snaps <laughs> in the entire game. So we, So yeah, you're right. We've been asking for more of the run game well, we've got to be actual, we, we have to be more precise in our requests now. So we're asking for them to run the ball when it presents itself, more so run the ball. In run the it when it well. presents itself. Yeah, you, you know, uh, like, and they had a drive Sunday night where they got inside the red zone, didn't have a carry, got pass happy there of all places. That's yeah. where they got pass happy and end up obviously getting the result that they've gotten uh, a lot this year, which is, settling for a field goal at best yeah. um but but this is a team right now that i mean it was concerning to hear john harbaugh s- s- pinpoint the coaching and the lack of game plan and and the lack of you know getting these guys ready to play against what they said they saw coming in uh to the into this game and can i know you 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 didn't i mean i like you this was the first time i saw a defense come out in that type of jumbo package right against this offense, at least for the entirety of the game, almost. I don't know if they saw that on film because Pittsburgh definitely didn't show that to them the first time that they played. But John swore that they were ready for whatever Pittsburgh was was going to throw at them. And when you watched them Sunday night, it didn't look that way. No, they weren't ready for that. They they didn't. Uh, they it's 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 it's. I I don't know why the need for coach speak, but there's two things that Harbaugh said that I didn't like um, on the thing. One was that that they were ready for anything, and it included the the jumbo fronts. So and that's just not true. Otherwise, they'd have really they'd have had some way to beat it because it's 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 like saying, yeah, we knew the eight man blitz was coming from Miami in that game mm-hmm. was it last year. Yeah, uh, when they when they got. Uh, 40 cover zero mm-hmm. uh, blitz looks or cover zero looks at the snap. They, nobody sees that coming. You, you got to nope. react to that on the fly. Um, the, the, the problem was the Ravens had a lead at halftime. They, they drove down the field and they scored to start the second half with that field goal. And then they, and then all of a sudden their offense went dead. It wasn't an ideal place for them to make adjustments, but they could have done two things. And Rita, I like your idea of, of going no huddle, but what they really needed was play action to, yep. to draw on those linebackers and get their tight ends into the game. We can even get wide receivers into the game too. And Huntley is just not made for play action. He has I to can. reacquire the field to do that. And the other thing they could have done, which we didn't see, but would have been a big adjustment is put Ben Cleveland on the field as a sixth offensive lineman. If, if the Steelers want to raise in terms of, of, of playing heavy, raise him right back. In fact, go all in, put Ben Cleveland in as a sixth offensive lineman instead of a tight end. And one of the problems is I don't know how much of an advantage you get there in terms of blocking, but Cleveland moves people, mm-hmm. and and he'd be he'd have been it'd be interesting to see him. They just that's another thing they could not possibly have prepared for because I I don't think they were expecting this. And Cleveland as a sixth offensive lineman is a very different position for him. He's, yeah. he's an interior guy, and yeah. you almost would have had to tuck him inside one of the tackles and used him there. It would have been a very difficult on the spot change. So the one that made makes sense is is putting the game in Huntley's hand with play action and a, and a faster pace, as you mentioned, Rita. I completely agree with everything you said. So we'll find out if uh, they've made the necessary changes because I have to assume we may see the same thing this coming Sunday against the Bengals.